Welcome to the Rebranded Teacher Podcast. My name is Lauren Fulton. I'm a full-time teacher author and seller on Teachers Pay Teachers, and I help other teacher entrepreneurs grow their TPT businesses in a way that's purposeful and sustainable. So if you're looking for actionable step-by-step ways to grow your business, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Let's take some time and let's talk about all of the different ways that you can market your TPT business. I think a lot of times as TPT sellers, we hear the same ones over and over again. We hear about blogging, we hear about email marketing, we hear about social media, and sometimes we can kind of cringe and think, I don't want to do that. I don't want to blog. I don't want to be on social media. I don't want to do those dancing reels or anything like that, right? But there are so many ways that you can market your TPT business and you can pick the one that is the best fit for you. So we're going to be going over 10 ways that you can market your TPT business. Now I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to start off by saying that all of these ways have pros and cons. And so what I would encourage you to do, if you're trying to decide what your next marketing avenue is going to be or what your primary marketing avenue is going to be, I would encourage you to start by listening and take note of the ones that sound appealing to you and then research the pros and cons. Maybe talk to some people who do that um, and before diving in and committing wholeheartedly to one, unless there's one that you're like, yes, I know that this is what I want to do. But hopefully this will give you some ideas and spark some ideas. And if you're the type of person that maybe you've even been marketing a certain way for a while and it's not working out for you or it's not how you want to grow your business long term, then this could give you some ideas for additional options. All right, we got 10 to go through. So let's start with number one. Number one is Pinterest. When I first joined the TPT world, Pinterest was queen. Okay. And everyone did Pinterest and everyone did blogging. Those were the two things that everybody did. And while there are a lot of TPT sellers who are finding success on Pinterest, what the majority are saying right now is that Pinterest is kind of going through an adolescent phase, right? It was really cute and it was really great. and It was really easy to work with. And all of a sudden it's got a little bit of attitude. It's mood changes day by day. And now you don't know which way is up. Okay. That's kind of how Pinterest is right now. Pinterest is kind of as a platform deciding how they want to be viewed, how they want their viewers to interact on their platform, and ultimately what they want it to be. And so if you've heard about Pinterest and you've ever kind of been on the fence about Pinterest, personally, this is one right now that unless you have a lot of experience already with Pinterest and you already have an active audience on there, I would wait and just kind of see what Pinterest does in the next year or two before diving in. That said, there's even a member inside of Rebranded Teacher Academy right now who just got monetized with Pinterest. So they're paying people to create content on there. And so if that's something that's appealing to you, then you can absolutely explore that and look into it. And that may be a really great option for you. There's also Pinterest ads. So you can always explore advertising with Pinterest and things like that. And so even if you're not getting good traffic organically, ads on Pinterest may work for you. So all that to say, if you are interested in Pinterest, but you haven't started yet, I strongly recommend being a part of a Pinterest group or taking a Pinterest course or something like that that's going to give you some really current, up-to-date information on how to use Pinterest as a platform. All right, let's go on to number two. So I mentioned this one before. When I first started, Pinterest and blogging were the big things that everybody was doing. And blogging is a really big one. So the pro to blogging is obviously that this is going to be recurring traffic. So this is not something that I'm putting out one time and nobody ever sees it again. 
anyone theoretically can find my content at any given point in time, which means that a blog that I create now could still be useful or could still help a teacher or could still direct traffic to my TPT store five, six, even 10 years from now. And so that's where the mass appeal for blogging comes in. This also allows buyers to come in and to really learn about a resource before going to TPT. And so it's going to increase my conversion rates on TPT. It's going to allow my buyers to have a better experience with my product because they already know everything about it. It's going to allow me to even grow my email list or to grow my audience on my own platform. And so that's one of the really big pros of blogging. One of the cons of blogging in my mind is that it's a lot of content to produce. Now, I'm not a writer. I don't enjoy writing. I don't enjoy blogging. I'm really not very good at that kind of thing. And because I don't enjoy it, it is tedious to me. And it's why I don't actually do blogging. And the other thing about this is for most people, it's going to take a while to build an audience via blogging. And so even though it's really great for recurring passive marketing, meaning I'm not having to actively get out there and market, it's bringing people in on its own. This is often very slow growing. And so that's one of the reasons why blogging is not super appealing to me is just because of how slow growing it is and how tedious it is for me to do. However, if I enjoyed writing and I enjoyed that kind of thing, then I think blogging is a really great option because it allows you to direct traffic to so many different places. I can use blogging to get people to sign up for my email list. I can use blogging to direct them to TPT. I can use them to direct um, traffic to social media or anywhere that I want to long-term. And so I think that it's a really, really great option for anyone who enjoys writing or loves blogs. All right, let's talk about number three. Number three is YouTube, okay? Now, I know this can sound really intimidating, but there are a lot of ways to do YouTube. So for example, I do YouTube for Rebranded Teacher. I've been on there for a couple of years, but I've really only actively been putting out videos for the last six months on YouTube. But as I write this in the last six months, I've noticed a huge surge, not only in my views, but in my audience, in my following, and in exposure to my brand as a whole from utilizing YouTube. And I think that for the most part, YouTube is not a very saturated place. And one of the things that I really love about it is that you can batch content very easily for YouTube. You don't have to show up live every day. This isn't something where you have to be cute all the time or everything always has to be perfect. You can create content. You can batch create your content. So you can create four or five, even 10 videos at a time and schedule them out to go out so that you're not having to create content every single day. And there's a much wider variety of content that you can create. You can create content that helps teach difficult concepts to students that also advertises your products within that content. You can create content that gives tips and strategies for teachers. You can create fun content. You can do interviews. There are so many amazing things that you can do with YouTube. And you're going to get that passive recurring audience like you would with blogging. So at any point in time, someone can come on YouTube, they can type in a certain topic and they can find you and they can be led to your store. Okay. So that's one of the reasons why I love YouTube is I feel like it's a faster way in general to grow your audience than say blogging, but it's also very sustainable. So a lot of people will really enjoy 
the writing part of blogging and not ever having to be seen. Whereas other people who are a little bit more like me, I can talk a whole lot faster than I write. And so I can say what I need to say and convey my message in a much more efficient way through video communication rather than written communication. And so it's easier for me to do that than it is to do blogging, but I get a lot of the same results from that. All right. The other thing that I really love about YouTube is that when you're creating video content, a lot of that can be repurposed. So I can repurpose some of that video content. I can put it on a blog. I can send it out in an email. I can use it on Instagram Reels. I can use it on Pinterest, just depending on the type of content that I'm creating. But video content is very versatile. And so if I'm creating video content, then it is really nice to go in. Then it is really nice to have that to use on other platforms as well. Let's talk about some of the cons to YouTube. Some of the cons to YouTube is obviously that if you're going to put your face on there, you know, you've got to look presentable. You have to get yourself dressed up. You've got to get the lighting. You've got to do the video editing and all that kind of stuff. And all of that can be a little bit tedious and time consuming. But again, if you're batching, I'm turning these lights on one time right now and I'm recording like six different videos. So even though I had to put my makeup on, had to fix my hair, had to set up the lighting and all of that, I'm only having to do it once for multiple videos and it takes care of several weeks at a time. And so there are some cons, there are some drawbacks, but overall I find YouTube to be a really great option for people who want a really low key type of advertising. The next thing that we can talk about is podcasting. So let's talk about the pros of podcasting. I love podcasting for many of the same reasons that I love YouTube. I have a podcast for Rebranded Teacher. Um, Obviously, some of you guys are listening to the podcast right now. Some of you guys are watching this on YouTube because I use the content in both places. And so that's one of the reasons why I really love podcasting and YouTube is that I can use both pieces of content for two different platforms with very minimal editing differences. Now, what I've noticed, though, is with my podcast, I don't really have the opportunity to go viral, right? So with a YouTube video or with a pin on Pinterest or with a social media post, it can go viral. Something can take off all of a sudden. A piece of content can get shared by multiple different people, and it can kind of take off and really bring a lot of attention and attraction. But on podcasting, you don't really have the same thing. And so while you have a steady audience of listeners, and it's a really great place to grow your audience, it's still going to be a slower growing thing. It's going to be kind of like blogging. It may take a little bit longer to take off because it's not as easy to share a podcast socially as it is to share a YouTube video or a pin or a social media post. The other pro about podcasting though, is that you do not have to look good. (laughs) You don't have to show your face. Nobody has to see you. People don't even have to know your name if you don't want them to. You can do it all anonymously if that's how you want to do it. People just hear your voice. And so that's really great because whenever I was first creating my podcast, I was just doing podcasts and I was not putting it up on YouTube. And I really loved the fact that I could sit down in my chair and just hold a microphone and record my podcast. And I really, really enjoyed that because it was low pressure. Nobody needed to know whether or not I had makeup on. Nobody needed to know whether or not my hair was fixed or if I was wearing my pajamas. It was just me showing up, talking into a microphone. And I really loved that aspect of it. Let's talk about the next one, Instagram. Now, Instagram is really great for people who enjoy social media, okay? I love Instagram. I just don't like putting my makeup on all the time. 
And so I'm a little bit biased here because I really enjoy the platform. I really enjoy creating reels. I enjoy all of that. I just find that my energy levels vary quite a bit. And Instagram is the kind of place where you really need to be consistent with the content that you're creating. It doesn't mean that you have to create content every day, but you do need to be consistent with it. And you need to produce different types of content. So you need to be producing stories, posts, reels at minimum. And so if I'm creating three different types of content, then that to me gets to be a little bit exhausting, especially with the stories, because those expire after 24 hours. And so if you're gone for 24 hours, there are no stories, there's no content for anyone to view unless you're putting out content in your feed. And so for me personally, over time, it's something that I've backed away from, even though I do really love it. I've just found that I would rather be creating content that um, works for me over time than I would be creating a lot of content that's only available for a short period of time. And that just works better for me and for my lifestyle. But you do have much more of a potential to go viral, as they say, if you're using Instagram or even TikTok or something like that on social media, um, because you're, you can have a reel or a piece of content that gets shared out. It can go viral. It can bring you a whole lot of attention and you can grow a lot faster, I found, on social media than you can on a lot of other platforms. Let's move on to number six, and that is Facebook groups. Facebook groups can be really amazing. But one of the things that I found is they take a lot of work to keep consistent conversation going. It takes starting conversations within the group. It takes a lot of work and a lot of effort. And sometimes a group can go stale and then it's really hard to kind of revive it. So with Facebook groups, the one thing that I really love, though, is that you can schedule everything out in advance. You don't have to show up every day. You don't have to put content out every day. In fact, your content can just be asking a question or putting a poll up inside of your Facebook group. Something really simple that doesn't require you to even create a graphic or to show your face. And so that's one of the lovely things about Facebook groups is that it doesn't require a lot out of you. The other thing is that Facebook groups encourage conversations between other people. And so it creates the opportunity for you to have actual conversations with your audience on an ongoing basis and to provide solutions for them. You can also upload things like files, videos, stuff like that, that your Facebook members can access at any point in time, which makes it a really convenient hangout spot for you and for others inside of your niche. All right, let's talk about number eight, and that is email marketing. This is my all-time favorite form of marketing. It is the highest converting form of digital marketing that there is. And that is one of the reasons why I love it. I also love it because I only have to send out one thing to my email list once a week. And I get a sizable return on my investment. I get really good opening conversion rates. And I feel like it's very much worth my time. Um, this is the form of marketing that I am focusing on right now. So when I, as I'm backing off of social media, as I'm backing off of some of these other platforms, email marketing is where I'm really focusing my efforts because not only am I seeing the greatest return on my investment, but I know that I own that audience. And that is incredibly important. It's something that a lot of sellers overlook is that if I have a Facebook group, yes, those people are inside of my group, but my group can go stale. Or I may have to fight against the Facebook algorithm. I may have to fight against the, the changes that are happening on Pinterest. 
Um, I may not be very popular anymore on Instagram, may get shadow banned, as they say. Um, but with an email list, I own that audience. Those people are mine. I have their contact information and nothing is going to keep me from being able to send an email to them unless they unsubscribe, right? So if I send an email, it is going to go to them which is really important to me because I can't guarantee on social media that any one of my followers are going to see any of my content. But with an email, I can make sure that that is going to get to them. And that is really important to me. All right. The next one is SMS marketing. This is text message marketing. And I feel like it is going to be the future. So I'm testing out some things with that right now. And I'm going to be excited later this year to kind of share some of my findings with that because I'm really excited and hopeful for that. This is also something you want to be really careful with because I feel like this could go bad very quickly if you abuse SMS marketing and it could leave a really bad taste in buyer's mouths if they feel like you're constantly sending them a text message, like you're actually on their phone, right? You're showing up and they have to see you. So it's not like you can get lost in an email. It's not like they can scroll past you on Facebook. You're actually sending them a text message. And so this is something that as I learn and as I grow in this, I am going to be super excited to share with you guys, but this is a really solid way as well to grow your audience because you own that audience there as well. Okay. Last but not least is you can market inside your existing resources on TPT. So if marketing seems very intimidating for you right now, and you're not ready for that, you can always advertise other products within your store inside of your other resources that you have on TPT. And so you can add a page and you can say, if you like this resource, you may also like these resources and link to other resources within your products. This is a great way to encourage more people to buy from you on TPT, but more people to return to your store and more people to follow you. And a really great way to build a good customer and a really great way to build a relationship with your buyers. All right. I hope this gave you some inspiration for your next marketing venture. If you want to learn more and grow more with me, you can find me inside of Rebranded Teacher Academy. If you want to learn more and grow more with me, then you can find me inside of Rebranded Teacher Academy. Rebranded Teacher Academy is a low-cost monthly membership that gives you access to my entire course and content catalog from courses for brand new TPT sellers like Selling 101 to more advanced sellers inside of Strategic Growth, Ditch the Overwhelm, a quick start library where you can pick any topic that that you would like to learn more about, watch a short video, and then immediately implement what you learned with a corresponding workbook. But what RTA members tend to love most are the monthly challenge and strategy sessions, where every single month I give you step-by-step -step strategies that you can implement inside of your business in the form of a fun monthly challenge that helps you move your business forward every single month. If you want to learn more about Rebranded Teacher Academy and how you can become a member, you can find more about that down inside of the description. Thanks so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would love if you would share about it on social media and help other TPT sellers find it too. I'll see you right here next week.